Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the daily COVID update show from the Hindu. We are recording on Wednesday, the 15th of April. A day after Prime Minister Modi announced the extension of the national lockdown till May, May the 3rd, the Ministry of Home Affairs issued guidelines today for the easing of certain restrictions that may come into place after April 20th. That is going to be our major subject of discussion today. And I'm joined by Suhasini Haider, National Editor of the Hindu, and Jacob Koshi, Deputy Science Editor, who will then give us an update from the Health Ministry and other related developments. Suhasini, we're starting with you. What do we, uh, what can we say now about the guidelines? Were they largely along expected lines? Um, well, remember, uh, Jen, the guidelines were something that Prime Minister Modi had referred to when he um, uh, gave his address to the nation on Tuesday, where he was essentially saying that, um, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, that they expect that if certain zones are kept, uh, you know, the coronavirus is kept under control, then it won't be the whole country that has to deal with a full lockdown and there could be some easing up of restrictions. Uh, so when the guidelines came out from the Ministry of Health Affairs, um, they essentially came in three different categories. One uh, part of the guidelines was really about all the restrictions that will continue. Um, and uh, I, I should add over there, you know, the shops that will continue to stay closed included, and many I know were, were, uh, were looking forward to hearing about this, uh, was that alcohol shops and liquor shops would also continue to stay closed uh, for the period until May the 3rd. Um, uh, in terms of uh, uh, the other things that would remain closed would be, by and large, uh, industries inside the cities, by and large, shops that were non-essential would not reopen, retail would not open, cinema halls, malls, all the rest of them would not open until May the 3rd. Um, there were then the, the places where there were relaxations. So uh, we're talking about rural industries in general, uh, uh, factories that are outside the city limits. The construction of roads and irrigation projects has been brought back in, as a result of which uh, the Maganrega, the uh, Mahatma Gandhi National Rural Employment Guarantee Act, which the government has in order to give people um, uh, you know, some kind of uh, uh, employment, that has now been allowed so long as social distancing is maintained, face masks and all the rest. Um, and, and, and also they have eased restrictions from April the 30th on uh, people who, you know, uh, people who are needed, services that are needed, but who weren't allowed up till now, things like electricians, plumbers, uh, small contractors, uh, who would uh, be allowed now to come to work. Um, IT repairs as well. Uh, I know a lot of our uh, viewers and readers have had problems with their computers. And, uh, and so IT repairs, motor mechanics, carpenters will also be allowed. And finally, there was uh, the emphasized, uh, 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 you know, sort of the highlighting of things we need, still need to continue to do. So social distancing is one. Face masks have now been made mandatory. If you go out in the country anywhere, you are going to need to cover your face. Um, uh, and and uh, uh, and I think one of the largest, the, one of the biggest uh, um, uh, sort of announcements out of all of this was uh, that spitting has been made a punishable offense. So around the country, and we know just how common yeah. spitting is, 
Uh, now you will have to pay a fine if you are caught spitting. Uh, gutka and tobacco is as well strictly prohibited. So uh, we're looking at these three sort of uh, silos into which the guidelines were kept. The idea seems to be, the overarching idea seems to be, if all goes well for the next week, then come April 20th, many parts of India will see a certain easing of restrictions on them. They may not be able to go out or walk outside as much, but they'll be able to access more services. And things that really need to get done, uh, the, uh, the agricultural industry, the rural industry, construction of uh, projects, those things can begin to be started. Um, and then, of course, there are the, the restrictions and the kind of the fine on spitting and, and prohibitions and masks that the government continues to put an emphasis on in order uh, to bring down the numbers in the coronavirus. Right. So I suppose the uh, concern now about economic activity picking up, however slowly, after the 20th of April is that several, several of the migrant labor have gone back to their villages um, and there is no indication, of course, that they will be willing to immediately return. But um, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a hypothetical that I suppose we can't talk about right now. The other thing that I wanted to ask you to ask me is that uh, we still have some scenes coming in of uh, migrant labor stranded in cities, not just migrant labor, people who are struggling for food and essential supplies right now. And there were some scenes from Delhi today, um, and there were some scenes from Bombay yesterday and Surat that we described. Can you just tell us about what was the what was what was the reporting from uh, Delhi today? You know, I think the imagery of this agenda uh, is going to last a far longer time than what we have actually seen in terms of the health crisis, because we are looking still, you know, people have been now taken off the highways, the migrant labor uh, that were uh, that were trying to go home and then were stopped from going home, have been brought into shelters in most part. Uh, but we're looking at the enduring human tragedy when it comes to people who have either lost their jobs because of the coronavirus uh, restrictions uh, or just wanted to go home because they were so worried about the pandemic in the cities, um, people who just were trying to get back to villages who are now essentially at, um, you know, uh, having to uh, not even eke out a living, but wait for handouts in terms of food, in terms of shelter. Um, and, and today we saw those scenes uh, in a place uh, underneath a bridge in uh, Yamuna Vihar, uh, where as far as the eye could see, really, there were uh, uh, these visuals of people just lying down all a little sparsely, you know, keeping that social distancing, but lying down just out in the open. Uh, you know, one has to keep uh, stressing, these are not people who are used to living like this. These are people who have had jobs, who have been able to put a meal on the table, and suddenly they are completely dependent. The reason they were sleeping in that particular area near the, uh, on the banks of the Yamuna was because there was a Gurdwara nearby that was at least giving them one meal a day. Uh, the Delhi government has obviously uh, moved into action because this was picked up by a lot of the news media. Uh, and uh, uh, and the chief minister, Arvind Kejriwal himself, came on Twitter uh, in the evening and said, look, we are trying to help where we can. We are feeding 10 lakh people three meals a day. And we are giving our rations to 75 lakh. Um, but that's clearly not, uh, not reaching everybody, Jayant. And it becomes clear, you know, images of people going through rotting fruit just to be able to find something for their families. Um, again and again, uh, you know, these are people who are used to earning a living and suddenly that has been stopped as well. Uh, this is going to become uh, uh, something that governments everywhere are going to have to deal with, state governments are going to have to deal with. 
because there is, to begin with, a restlessness, people just wanting to go home. We saw that in Bombay. We've seen this in Surat. We've seen this earlier in Delhi. Uh, we're seeing a different kind of restlessness where people are not just scared of the pandemic. They are actually taking out uh, that, uh, that, that anger and, and, and there's a sense of lawlessness in many places. In Uttar Pradesh, for example, a near riot when health workers tried to enter a certain area in Moradabad. In uh, Delhi hospitals as well, doctors are complaining about being assaulted because uh, it, it, the restrictions are one part of this crisis. There's the health tragedy and then all the panic that it has set off as well. Uh, these are human stories. This is something that we will continue to follow, Jan. But I do feel that these will become the lasting images of this pandemic. Yeah, it does certainly seem like that. We'll just have to look at how the situation develops for the next few days, I suppose. Um, so, Asni, thank you for that update. Jacob, uh, we'll just move to you now uh, for, from, for, for the update from the health ministry. But basically, I think it kind of uh, comes into one major point, which is that the health ministry has identified uh, 170 hotspots, uh, districts across the country. Uh, tell us more about that. So that's nearly one in five of India's 730-odd districts are classified as hotspots. Right. So that is, those are the places where, you know, the restrictions are going to be severest and, you know, where essential, where only the most essential of essential activities will be permitted. 207 districts additionally are going to be classified as potential hotspots. Now, they have defined hotspots as places where nearly 15 or more cases have been observed or where there is a uh, where there's a rapid doubling in the number of cases over a fixed period of time. The uh, health ministry said that the district magistrates have the power to declare places as hotspots when uh, they see, uh, if they register, if they feel that, you know, there is a, an, uh, a massive rise in the number of cases. Uh, however, the, the essential strategy to contain cases in this place remains basically the same, that is to improve testing, improve contact tracing, tracing and uh, enforce quarantining and, and try to ensure that the infection doesn't spread. However, there is still very little clarity on is testing really ramped up given that, you know, we have such a stringent lockdown in place. There are still, there is the antibody kits that were supposed to arrive from China still haven't arrived. There is no real update on them. The, in this ICMR is reaching its full capacity in terms of daily testing. It's the, as of 6th April, the capacity was about 16,000 samples per day. Now, I believe we are close to that. Uh, sorry, I believe 18,000 samples a day. I believe we are close to that number now. But again, there is no fresh info regarding, uh, uh, you know, whether we are approaching near capacity. All this basically points to the fact that we might not be testing as much as we should be given that we have such a uh, strong lockdown in place. We will know the effects of this, uh, I don't know when, maybe after two or three weeks. Uh, but hopefully this should not, ideally not uh, register in a rapid rise in hospitalizations or, you know, the need for uh, ventilator beds. On the other hand, we have, I mean, uncon I mean, multiple reports say that, you know, we are, uh, we are, we are nearly at 12,000 cases and the health ministry says nearly 11,930 11, cases. So we are again close to 12,000. Again, we have added about 1,000 cases, which is a trend that we've been seeing for four or five uh, uh, days now. So there is really no let up except for that, you know, we are seeing a, seeing a slight increase in the percentage of cases that, are, uh, that have recovered. So there are 
about 1,425 COVID positive patients who have recovered, and there are still two, uh, 404 uh, deaths that uh, 404 deaths that have been registered so far in this uh, in this pandemic. So, given that you know these in, these guidelines have been announced by the MHA, and the focus still remains very much on keeping people in and letting only, for instance, agricultural activities or you know the rural economy, etc. Uh, be in force, I believe we still have a very, very long road ahead to whatever improvement that the government thinks it hopes to register by May 3rd. Okay, and let's just talk about testing for a minute, Jacob, because um, it is, I think most experts are in agreement that the point of a lockdown period, extending the lockdown period, is in some way to really get the game going, ramp up the strategy with testing. You did mention that there was this concern about tests not arriving from China. Uh, I did see some stray reports that some Indian some Indian companies have been asked to uh, um, to produce tests that there could be some orders coming in. Do we have any updates about that about the antibody tests made by Indian companies? So there are nearly seven or eight uh, Indian companies that have been cleared by the ICMR to uh, offer tests. But the thing with with all kinds of tests is even though they are Indian companies, they still largely uh, uh, rely on reagents or kits or basic basic devices that are imported i mean it could it could be from china it could be from germany the pro, the, the true tragedy of covid-19 is that because it is a global global crisis there is a demand there's an accelerated massive demand from all countries for similar kinds of kits and, and agencies and as swasni and we've been discussing for for many days now it is still unclear where India lies in the priority list of other countries vis-a-vis -vis giving equipments or India being able to source right. the equipments that it needs. We've, we've been talking about hydroxychloroquine and we know how India had to open up exports even though the notification still technically says that exports are banned. But is India really getting what it wants or on priority basis? That nobody knows, which is why we still haven't got the antibody, uh, antibody kits that we're supposed to get. So if this isn't ramped up, we are going to lose the advantage of having everybody locked in, which actually is an ideal situation for health workers. And lot, uh, several teams of them have been uh, uh, have been initiated into action to actually spread out across districts, find, do house-to-house -house surveys to find out if there are people uh, uh, exhibiting signs of illnesses or, or breathing trouble, etc. But if kits aren't available, there are going to be days when people when lots of people may be emptily quarantined or people have to wait uh, for a long time to get their results in, in, to do this they will be isolated and they will populate these makeshift quarantine centers which several reports say that you know aren't the most ideal locations yet there are poorly maintained hostels where a lot of people are herded in and we won't be able to really uh, improve uh, i mean expand testing into uh, low income areas or into you know uh, villages or you know other places where there is uh, there are instances of herding and people actually not being able to maintain the ideal social distancing that is required so there could be different kinds of crises that uh, you know that still may be lurking in the wings if we don't really uh, gain on this on on testing aspects right and we'll end to just another quick update on uh, equipment, actually, Jacob. Uh, that is on uh, personal protective equipment on which a consignment from China, I believe, again, is, was supposed to reach today. 
Um, any update on that? Because that is absolutely crucial for our frontline healthcare workers. Uh, several states have placed in have tried to place individual orders uh, to source equipment. Maharashtra and Tamil Nadu uh, most prominently because these are states which are facing a rather accelerated rise in the number of cases. However, ultimately everything is rooted through the center. It, it is rooted through the ICMR and given the way how India's bureaucracy is, is structured, uh, states also need, because ultimately funds for, you know, in large quantities to come in from states. Now there are states have been complaining that they have not been able to get the equipment that they desire and therefore this has led to delays in, uh, you know, in procurement. However, uh, this is a, this, this is, there has not really been massive development in terms of uh, access. I mean, there are stocks and stocks are being released as the health minister says on a case-to-case -case basis, but each state knows its, knows its own situation better and each state faces this task by the 20th April to show that they have made improvements in terms of, uh, you know, ensuring uh, cases are below and, you know, trying to get out of hotspots and become so 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 called green zones which are the places where there are no cases reported or so so far so this is the challenge that states will have to make it to uh, you know will have to struggle with and in the meantime doctors uh, there are reports of doctors complaining about the lack of equipment and doctors too falling sick and entire wards and facilities nurses etc being quarantined and thereby additionally adding burden on the healthcare system however only time will really tell if uh, this is which way the PPP story goes. Jacob, uh, we'll end it there for today. We'll reconvene tomorrow and discuss uh, whatever happens uh, then. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay.